When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hey guys, Pickens Jackson. You ready? Let's go! Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Hey, 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 good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We told you about the football tonight, all weekend, college football playoff. Well, let's talk about game day food powered by Boar's Head. Right? A Boar's Head game day pizza, Boar's Head sliders. Uh, My son and I had like several of them uh, a couple days ago. Uh, American made, 1905, fifth generation, everything you want. Premium meats, cheeses, hummus, boar's head pizzas, boar's head nachos, boar's head game day sliders, or just lunch today. Right? Put together a good sandwich. Put together a good salad. You can find the best selection of boar's head products at corner market grocery stores in Mississippi. There's a new corner market in Macomb, and there will be a new one opening in Starkville. Well over 20 locations. Hattiesburg, three in Jackson. Bellhaven, right down from Fertile Ground Brewery. Corner Market in Bellhaven. Corner Market in Fondren, right by Highball Eats. And Corner Market Grocery Store, Northside Drive. That's where you go to get ready for game day. The NFL and the college football playoffs this weekend. Mississippi State will play on Monday. And Boar's Head. Compromise elsewhere. Uh, You can do some Boar's Head mac and cheese, which is a nice, really, really nice play on game day. Throw in a little Boar's Head bacon, pork belly, whatever you want to do. Cook a pork tenderloin on the grill. You know, just 
cut that up, shred it, and, and throw it in some boar's head mac and cheese. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. You can hit us up on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line, 601-707-3750. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Excellent customer service. That's what you want when you have a hiccup with your car or home. Farm Bureau Insurance. Twitter, Twitter, at Bo Bounds. Give us a follow on the Twitters. And then the text line is 601-885-3776. 885-3776. And we want to welcome you in. I've got Blake with me. I am your host, Bo Bounds. Thank you for going to Apple Podcast and searching the Out of Bounds show. Uh, Ole Miss coming off a uh, tough loss to the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And it's not so much that it was the loss last night in a bowl game, but it's the fact that it's four in a row. And people like to win. Ole Miss fans are are committed. Mississippi State's committed. Uh, even more so than some of the bigger teams in the country. Not Bama, not Ohio State, but some of the ones that are you know, bigger universities. Um, and Mississippi State and Ole Miss, we love it. We're a small state. We're committed. We go. You buy seats. You go up there for two or three nights. All that kind of fun stuff. And enjoy yourself. Two towns are exploding once again, continuing to grow. Universities are continuing to grow. But four losses in a row. And um, I, I think there's just some questions on kind of Lane's willy-nilly, you know, how much is too much? Well, it, I, I love being aggressive. And I think in Starkville and Oxford, you do need to be aggressive. Um, You do need to go for it sometimes. You know, Georgia can punt. I mean, I know they don't punt often, but they can punt. LSU can punt if they feel, ah, we're 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 unbelievable. We're our risk. We we can mitigate it, and and we're good. We'll have an edge rusher get a strip sack. We're we're good. I got a corner over there, top five pick. I get it. You get up to the forty three, forty five year old, forty seven, four downs. Let's go. Definitely midfield after midfield. But here's the deal. At some point, how much is too much? It's only too much when you lose. That's true. It's only too much. See, that's the beauty of it. When you're ten, when you're a ten win season, and you're going for it on fourth down, it's okay. But when you go for it on fourth down, and you lose, and it's your fourth loss in a row, and the punt, it's just well, yeah. It doesn't matter how you go for right. it. Whatever you're doing, right? Uh, it, it correct. It's only too much when you're. It's it's the same thing that happened with Mike Leach. At Texas Tech and Washington State, the the off the field antics are only annoying when the record doesn't meet expectations. Right. Uh, Lane Kiffin's Twitter is only not cute when we're four straight losses and we were we went from eight and one and dreams of ten wins to eight and five and we're wondering what just happened. And Alabama lost a couple of games this year. Felt good. It was kind of there. Yeah. Well, the whole SEC West did. Yeah. No. No. It it, it all fell apart. You know, uh, Leach and his Leach did an unbelievable job. He was only working with ten games. He won eight and was sick apparently the whole year. Yeah. yeah. Way, 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 way more than we thought. And then Auburn fell apart and A and M fell apart. So now LSU did come on. I know they didn't win at the end, but but they did come on. They'll be fine. Brian Kelly is going to be. I think he wins a national title. He might be the best coach in the West. 
Uh, you can make a an argument. Strong, strong argument. Not that. best program builder, best coach. Yeah. Look, he came into and a you first could argue year. Freeze. Show me a better first year job in modern college football than what Brian Kelly was able to pull off right there. In that's a program that El, that Ed Orgeron like ran into the ground. But the it's last a year. different when you when you inherit Joe Moorhead's running into the ground. No, I get Mississippi it. State like. Light years. Correct. Because they put, well, but they start on a they different. They still had players. They start in a different era, anyways, yeah. a different part of the stratosphere, anyways. Yeah. Correct. Ole Miss, LSU's bad years are Ole Miss and State's mediocre years. Sure. Right? Like, I get that part. But I've also seen LSU and Ed Orgeron, what they've done. Like, we know LSU could be bad. Brian Kelly had to take a QB that he had no experience with, who was walking right. in the door with no experience with the program. He had to manage a receiving core that was, ugh. Little underperforming all year. Yeah, Kayshawn Butte decides to go to pro. The, he, he, I, I'm staying now. I'm going. Yeah, he's been that way all year. Yeah. So Brian Kelly's coaching job to me, and he he lost that first game to Florida State, and people freaked on out a, on a two point conversion. Yeah. The irony. Yeah. The irony. The blocked PAT or missed PAT could have gone for two to win. They end up going for two against Alabama and win. I like being aggressive. Contextually, though, it's but, not aggressive for the sake of aggressiveness. But there is a yeah, yeah. There's a limit. Correct. And when you're the better team, you don't give other teams opportunities. So Ole Miss last night, some of those times, your second quarter, Texas Tech scores 17 points. Okay. Three drives, they score 17 points. The three drives started at the nine, about the 40, and the 37. Nine, four plays, nine yards, touchdown. Uh, like six plays, ten yards, field goal. Five plays, thirty-seven yards, touchdown. So it's not all Chris Partridge. Well, you can't give a a lesser talented team three possessions in one quarter, all on your side of the forty-yard line. Yeah. I don't care who you like, State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, South Carolina. You're not winning those games. You give a team three possessions that start inside your forty. In one quarter? And now that the league's gotten better. Offensively? With Freeze yeah. at Auburn and Brian Kelly at LSU. Lane may need to be a little, little more conservative. Well, I don't you, want him to be conservative. But now that the league is getting better. You've had A&M and Auburn at their worst the last couple of years. And Mississippi State the first two years. I'm just saying. It's actually been... About as easy sledding as you can have the last three seasons. Well, it just got a lot tougher with Hugh Freeze at Auburn and Brian Kelly at LSU. Uh, I can absolutely guarantee you that. Dave Bartu will join us. He likes Ohio State. He said they're built to play indoors and on turf. And that the uh, the numbers favor the Ohio State Buckeyes. All we'll remember is the fourth quarter against Michigan. Did we fool ourselves like we do a lot? Dave Bartu will join us at 9.30 on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. 
Visit gcu.edu. Our bowl coverage powered by Entergy. We power life. Next bowl game? Well, there's several, but Mississippi State, Illinois on Monday, and MSU may uh, catch Illinois. I know Illinois had some opt-outs. Every team does, but uh, it could be the Fighting Illini's Super Bowl. And I'm just letting you know, that's the way we are the big bad SEC, and that's all these other teams hear about. And sometimes it bites you in the ass. And it very well could on Monday. Uh, Brett Bielema can coach. We definitely know that. Uh, I mean, he goes to Champaign, Illinois. And wins wins a lot of games. Uh, that's pretty darn impressive when you look at it. Um Ole Miss coming off a tough loss to Texas Tech. Our text line, Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. Christian says it's a pork chop Thursday at the Market Cafe. Yes, sir. At Fleetway Market in Glugstadt and Brookhaven. It's a pork chop Thursday at the Market Cafe, Fleetway Market in Glugstadt. So, Lane is still plenty popular within the Ole Miss fan base. And he has done a really good job. But losing four in a row stinks and it hurts. And there will be questions asked in the offseason because it will have been a long time since you won. And losing to Mississippi State hurts, vice versa, especially at home. You know, and losing to Texas Tech and, you know, just four in a row, four in a row. And now the portal could give you a little bit of buzz, a little bit of juice. I expect Lane to grab some, some bit, nothing like Jackson Dart, but some big names. Um, I know the A&M wide receiver, and we'll see what he is. Uh, he had high accolades coming out of, out of high school. We'll see if Lane can scheme him up, make him Jackson Dart's one of Jackson Dart's uh, dudes. You ex- you expect Dart to get better. Um, he does have he he does still have happy feet. I don't blame him. He's a true sophomore, and uh, he'll have another nine months to to develop. Uh, Judkins was somewhat shut down the last two games by Mississippi State and Texas Tech, and those aren't ferocious defenses. They played their tails off and played well, and their coordinator schemed up the right stuff. But uh, something to think about, too. And as far as Mississippi State and Illinois, that's an 11 a.m. kick here, noon Eastern in Tampa, Florida, in Raymond James Stadium with the pirate ship and Mike Leach passing away. Uh, Mississippi State is going to have something special as far as helmet uniforms. Uh, They're not releasing it yet. I don't know if they'll drop it right before or not till they run out. Uh, whatever, but they will do something special for the Pirate and their, this is weird to say, their former coach. Uh, Y'all know how much I loved Mike Leach because I started talking about him in like 
07, 08, 09, when Swing Your Sword dropped, that was unbelievable. And the book is just nothing but awesome. And then Mike started coming on the show when he had the two-year hiatus from mm-hmm. coaching in between Texas Tech and Washington State. I never thought that that would happen. Then, you know, you kept hearing the rumbling, rumblings out of Ole Miss and Mississippi State when they'd have job openings. We'd like to go get Mike Leach. Because Mike was high. I mean, Mike was winning at places ha- that didn't win. And he was doing something that was fun. And that's letting it rip, throwing the ball in the air. Uh, I don't know what to tell you how the Mississippi State offense will look on Monday. That's a lot on Steve Spurrier Jr. Okay? Uh, I just don't. I, it, does Spurrier know probably a good 15, 20 plays to call? Yeah. Does Will Rogers know the offense? Yes. Uh, you're down Ra Ra Thomas. You're down Dylan Johnson. You know, uh, you're going to have to get some juice from from Woody Marks, from Tulu Griffin, from, you know, Simeon Price, maybe a Justin Robinson. Remember when Jaden Wally, Wally was on the team? Yeah. Replay, uh, thank you, Blake. Uh, Jaden <laughs> disappeared, and then, God, he made two or three unbelievable plays against Ole Miss. Uh, but he disappeared a little bit after his freshman year. For like year. a season and a half. You know, he did have some, he's had some big catches, but maybe not as many as you thought. Um, You know, uh, anyway, we'll see what Spurrier Jr. can do on that side of the football. I have no idea what they'll look like. I mean, Mike was brilliant as a play caller. And he did something that never been done at Mississippi State. You threw it all around the yard. Do you- I think you need to continue to do that. Maybe not. You know, there'll be a little bit of adjustment. I wouldn't do a lot of adjustment. Correct. You, you're you not rolling out as much talent as the overwhelming majority of the teams you play in the Southeastern Conference. Spreading people out and the ability to throw gives you a chance to go at teams that have more talent. It's just the bottom line. Look what happened last night. Texas Tech did not have near as much talent. as I mean, it was obvious who had the better athletes. Good hell, it was obvious who had the better skill people. I mean, that was a poor game by Lane Kiffin. I mean, you had Judkins, Evans, Dart, Heath. Mingo's, he's solid, you know. Uh, but the other little dudes, Watkins and the other dude, I mean, those guys are, you know, scattery and, and, and I mean, they're not great, but they're nice pieces. You take that collectively, they're better. I don't know what to tell you with Mississippi State. You got Marks, Simeon Price, you know, Austin Williams, Tulu, Justin Robinson, Wally, and a couple but other pieces. Tulu has to be a difference maker. You you need special teams and receiving. Tulu's going to have to be your best playmaker. He's your most explosive player. Currently left on the active roster. Mm. Ag Up Equipment text line. Ag Up Equipment. Any of their locations is where you go to get your next John Deere tractor. 601-885-3776. We're going to go to the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line. Oh, goodness. RRB, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. Well, that's that's good. I hope you have a happy new year, too. Thank you. Um, you talking about, hey, the portal and recruiting may help your feelings a little bit. Mm-hmm. But see... You just made a comment that that was a poor game for Kiffin. 
It was. Because of all this talent we have, right? Well, he, you can bring in all the talent you want, but if he doesn't, if he doesn't recognize, and I know he's a good coach. Yes. But the thing about it is he has got to check his ego. Ego. He's got to check his overconfidence. I, he, Either he is extremely overconfident in his offense or he totally has misjudged how good his offense is or it's his play calling. I don't blame Charlie Weiss Jr. People want to blame him. He ain't calling the plays. (laughs) He's not calling. Kiffin's calling the plays. And when you get when you keep going for it, like I've always said, I'm I'm all for aggressive play calling. And going for it on fourth down. But there's a point in the time when you have to recognize when it's not working, you got to switch gears and kick some field goals. Just dial it back if, just a little bit. If he, if he had kicked some field goals in the first half last night, the game's probably looking a little different because the defense was playing okay and gave him opportunities. Yeah, this isn't all Chris and, Partridge's fault by any stretch. Good call, RB, and Happy New Year to you. Uh, he joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line for excellent customer service. Farm Bureau Insurance, bundle your car and home. you got a hiccup, you want excellent customer service. Favorites.com. By the way, guys, it's basically a pick in Tampa. Mississippi State, Illinois. One point. It's basically a pick on Monday. Dave Bar 2 coming up next. He's going to surprise you on this Ohio State-Georgia game. Dave Bar 2, the numbers nerd. Coming up next on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. All right. The Out of Bounds show is powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. It is an awesome place to watch the games, and yes, they have a full bar And they serve food, comfortable chairs, all the good stuff. Pearl River Resort, Golden Moon Casino, Sportsbook and Lounge, Timeout Lounge. You can hit Philip M's, Mama M's, DancingRabbitGolf.com. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Ole Miss fans are melting down. They've lost four in a row to Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Texas Tech. And I know bowl games are a bunch of crazy and so on. And if you've won some games closing out the season, then your fan base doesn't get as revved up. But when you haven't won since October 29th, people are like, what the hey? What's going on? Um, so we're getting we're receiving that feedback from Ole Miss fans today. And Arkansas held on in their bowl game and so on. So we wanted to welcome in the uh the numbers nerd. He is Dave. Bar two, and he joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Bar two, good morning. How are you? Yeah, I am doing great after uh, after my thirty two hour drive. Thanks to Southwest Airlines canceling my kids' travel trip, 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm 95%, buddy. 95%. So you went, uh, you live outside of Portland, Oregon, and you drove uh-huh. 16 hours down to Los Angeles and 16 hours back. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. All on, all on, uh, truck stop coffee, baby. And sunflower seeds. <laughs> truck stop coffee. That which, sounds which, like a which, country by music the way, song. Oh, exactly. I should start the lyrics right now, right? Oh, I mean, I've, I've been writing. I've been writing lyrics from just just from my kids' wife going through the teenage year or life going through the teenage years. I should do one on truck stop coffee because <laughs> let me tell you, it's all ass, all of it. Actually, the the the, the one <laughs> I found out at late at night, you're basically getting the morning coffee, and they just give it to you for free. Uh, this, this, this one lady, I, I got my large coffee, right? It's, it's nine, it's eight thirty at night. I'm still nine hours from home and, you know, and I'm filling up with gas and she looked at me and she goes, Oh, sweetheart, that one's on me. I'm like, Oh my God, this has got to be right out of the gutter. Yeah. Yeah. Thick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh, but, but, I, but I stayed awake. I stayed awake for the cannonball run down and back 32 hours. So, uh, and the kids got to their training trip. It was it was the last training trip for my my senior in college, and in the first training trip for my my freshman. So, um, dad's got to do what a dad's got to do. Matrix Analytical Bar Two on the <laughs> Yingling Lager guest line. Bar Two, uh, Kiffin's lost four in a row. They kind of yeah. they just trended the wrong way in November. What what did the numbers tell you? Oh, yeah, the, the, I mean, just the wheels fell off. Right. I mean, this was so entering November and this is something kind of new a a year ago. If you'd asked me this, I wouldn't have had this stuff, but we've really been focusing on progression and regression in college football. And and you look at Ole Miss and entering November, their offensive scoring efficiency in my numbers. Okay, they were 18th in the country. They entered the bowl game yesterday, 44th. So they went from 18 to 44th in offensive efficiency. That's a big drop considering that's four of 12 games, right? Defense was worse. They entered it. They entered November at 26 in the country. Rock solid. 18 and 26 is good. I mean, top 25 numbers. Uh, they left November 65th in the country. So it, it wasn't. I, I, I would guess there's probably some Ole Miss fans pointing fingers at one side or the other. Oh, the offense fell apart. But mostly the defense, because the defense isn't run by Lane Kiffin. Everybody loves Lane, and I get that. But you got to remember, the, it takes two to tango, and the offense fell apart with the defense. So you had a 26-spot ranking drop in offense and a 39-ranking spot drop in defense. They went from overall, they went from 22 in the country in total efficiency to 56th in one month. So yeah, it there's there's a reason for the, the the losing streak. Both sides of the ball were falling apart. Okay, uh, day bar two on the out of bounds show. Let's let's go to Ohio State, Georgia, and we had a you and I had a fascinating conversation because I think the common fan they're busy in life and they're like, ah, Georgia's heavily 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 favored to win the college football playoff and should be, and nobody may get in their way, and they could just uh, waltz right through this thing. And yesterday, you said, Bo, no, that's not what the numbers tell me. When you size on a neutral field, in a dome, Mm -hmm. on turf, 
When you size up Georgia and Ohio State in the college football playoff bar two, what do you see? Well, you know, it, it, this is this is the Lee Corso not so fast, my friend moment, right? Um, let's let's just start with where Georgia's at in the perception. They, they're number five in the country oh. uh, in offensive scoring efficiency. Okay, number five. They're number two in total defensive scoring efficiency. Uh, they are the most efficient team in college football on the season. So they deserve every bit of that number one. Now, Ohio State, number one on offense, and they're number seven on defense. They are number three behind Michigan in overall scoring efficiency. <laughs> so the gap in scoring efficiency, Georgia to Ohio State, not that far apart. Okay, that's number one. Number two, recruiting. Georgia number one, Ohio State number three. Again, not very far apart. The talent is there. And like you and I talked about, I, I wanted to point out uh, when I was talking to you yesterday about this, is Ohio State, one of the things Ryan Day has done since he's taken over is he's turned his team physically from a Big Ten team into a national championship-level team. A team, and what I mean by that is a team that is fast and designed to win in great environments. And a great environment is 72 dome on turf. Got it. That's the environment they're built to win in. Michigan, Harbaugh went and did what he's done at San Francisco and what he did at Stanford. He's built himself NFL offensive lines and defensive lines, and they are prepared to beat the holy heck out of you in November in bad weather, in the Big Ten. And they've, and they've done that, right? I mean, outdoors, Ohio State, two years in a row, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. But now Ohio State, in the it's, it, you said it's in the Dome, right? Yeah, it's in Atlanta. Is, I was wrong. It's in the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta. So like you just referenced, it is yeah. in a Dome on turf. So that's fast, they're, fast, fast. They're, they're built for this game. They are absolutely built for this game. So do not underestimate Ohio State in this game as well. And to take it one step further is I started tracking teams based on who they faced week over week and how, how good was the offense they faced, how good was the defense they faced. Well, Georgia, yeah, they're number three in overall offense in the country. They faced the 73rd toughest defensive schedule. Ohio State's number one in offense, facing the 23rd toughest defensive schedule. So Ohio State, in terms of the teams they faced on defense, vastly tougher. Okay, Now, Georgia has that number two defense. They face the 87th toughest offensive schedule. Ohio State, 50th. The teams Ohio State faced this year were, on average, vastly better on offense and defense than what Georgia faced. In fact, Georgia... And by my numbers, had the fifth easiest opponent performance schedule in college football this year. 87th offense-based, 73rd defense-based. Yeah, they're an awesome team. They blew teams out. But when you look at the numbers, their schedule was so favorable. Because Remember what I was telling you yesterday. <clears throat> I, I don't look at this. I, you know, Georgia, I don't give them credit for beating a number six offense Oregon I give them credit for beating a number 53 offense Oregon in September because that's what Oregon was who they played in September is not who Oregon was at the end of November yes. so 
So it's it's a progression of the schedule. So I look at everything, and I, I, I still go back to just the straight-up performance, regardless of who they play. But if we're going to get into the minutia, there we have to talk about Georgia's schedule being much, much easier, at least on paper, much, much easier than what Ohio State faced. And that's why I think the gap – I, dude, this is gonna, this is gonna be a good. I'm, I'm expecting a good game. I mean, overtime, tight. I mean, all the numbers point to this is just gonna be one of those, you know, John Madden slobber knockers. The we're visiting with Dave Bartu, uh, numbers, analytics, metrics, college football. He joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. The number in the game is Georgia minus six and a half. Yeah. I'll take the Ohio State. I'll take the Ohio State, you know, and because give me the points because I I think this is I think this is closer to dead even than anything. And and I'm actually excited to see what Ohio State. I mean, Ryan Ryan Day's been building this for a few years to get to this point, so they they haven't had the opportunity to do this. So I'm I'm excited to see what Ohio State does. in that situation, given what I see as a perfect environment for their roster. Okay. Let's move to Michigan TCU. That is um, in Glendale, Arizona, right outside of Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two excellent teams. Coaches did a great job this year. The line is minus seven and a half Michigan. But, oh, I'm, you know, what, what we, we know that Harbaugh, once he starts beating somebody, he loves to beat him down. Right, I mean Har- Har- Harbaugh's a front runner. He'll 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 beat him down. So, um, and, and you start looking at the numbers. We can we can look at the numbers the same way with Michigan TCU. Michigan's got the number one defense in college football this year. Now, the average offense they faced was 110th. Remember how I was just making fun of Georgia's 87th offense they faced and having the number two defense. Michigan faced the 110th toughest offensive profile. So they didn't face anybody on offense to earn that number one defense. Um, So they took advantage of their schedule. This is what good teams do. Uh, So, but defensively, Michigan is number two in offensive scoring efficiency. They faced the number 11 toughest defensive profile in college football this year. And they put up the number two offense. That, of all the numbers, that is the most amazing number. The, the, probably the most underrated thing in all of this is Michigan's offense. So they, they have faced nothing but tough offense or tough defenses this year. Now, TCU, not a great defense, right? I mean, they, they, TCU entered, um, entered November with the number 61 defense, exited with number 43, so solid. Uh, I mean, er, everybody, Michigan, uh, Ohio State, Georgia, uh, they're, they're all top 10 in offense and defense. TCU is number eight in offense, but number 43 in defense. So I, I think the, I think the Michigan offense is going to feast in this one. Uh, but TCU's defensive coordinator, Gillespie, get to know that name. It's going to be one of the top five defensive coordinators in college football going forward, probably for the next decade, unless he becomes a head coach and TCU's offense, you know, some number eight sounds great, but, the other teams in the playoffs are number one, number five, and number two. Wow. <laughs> it is – got to be great to be great. Uh, so I'll, I'll take Michigan and the points. 
I, I think they, they have the biggest advantage on the field, which is their offense versus the TCU defense. Um, but, hey, maybe the magic is still in TCU. It's been a pretty magical year so far. I mean, Sonny Dyke did inherit the number 11 offense in college football last year, and they turned it into the number eight offense this year. So, you know, there, there, there was a little bit of – there was a lot on the table for TCU that people didn't see mm-hmm. coming into the season. We just weren't expecting it from a new coach and staff. Okay. What if Harbaugh goes to the NFL, man? Can you imagine if he – whatever they do in the playoffs, lose – Win it. I mean, I'd love a Michigan-Ohio State uh, national championship game, which is kind of where you're going in this conversation. I, I think that would be awesome because we're just coming off Georgia-Bama. And, and right. you know, I think it'd be cool. And, I, uh, and, oh, it would be. There, 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 there would ha- are you, and, and are you kidding me? There had to be a fight cam for that game, right? <laughs> there, there had to be. I mean, you think you think Ohio State? I mean, they—they they, think they've ever faced each other in a national title game. No. Could you imagine those two fan bases? Seriously, they—they'd they, have to have semi trucks out there to arrest people. It would be glorious. And everybody'd be fighting in that game. Well, and and the game is in L.A. at SoFi. Um, of course, both those fan bases have huge alumni bases and plenty of money. So. Um, oh, it would—it—it it, it would be a zoo. Yeah. It would be a zoo. So. Um, but we'll, we'll, you know, something we'll see. That's why we play the games. College football gets weird, and I think that's why I love it more than the NFL. NFL's pretty predictable, and even when an upset does happen, you never remember it, right? You know, if, if Tennessee beats Alabama at home in the NFL, that's called Sunday. Nobody <laughs> cares. That one, Tennessee could have lost the rest of their football games. They'll talk about that for thirty years. Yes, they will. So that's why I love the college football side of it because rivalries mean something. And and big games mean something, and man, sometimes it just gets weird, like TCU pulling out a win in the playoffs. All right, I want to switch gears, and this may be—I think you're going to tell me this is impossible to handicap. But <laughs> we're we're visiting with Dave Bartu, Bartu, Mississippi State, Illinois, in Tampa, Florida, on Monday. Mississippi State's been through a, a, a hellacious tragedy, losing Mike Leach, shuffling the staff. Um, Brett Bielema has done a good job at Illinois. They've had some opt-outs. Everybody has opt-outs, you know, so I think it's tough. Now, uh, the line is minus one MSU. So it's basically a pick em. How in the hell would Dave Bartu handicap this game, Mississippi State versus Illinois? Well, if, if I had to bet 20 bucks on one of them, I'm, I'm a state fan, so I just bet Mississippi State, right? Regardless. Because that's all this is, is a feel. Like you, you, like you said, Mississippi State, they've lost players, they've lost coaches. It is, it's a mess right now, right? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a controlled, chaotic mess, but it, it is what it is. But you've got to remember, Illinois, this is the 93rd best offense in college football this year. 93rd, okay? To give you an idea how bad that is, Jimbo Fishers was 99, and we both saw that offense. Good grief. Okay? Okay. So, so, so Illinois is is not so great on offense and their defensive coordinator is already gone man ryan walters is is already to purdue so so they're 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 young stud dc he ain't calling no plays either so illinois is a bit of a mess as well Mm -hmm. so this this is this is just like like i said i I don't i don't know how you handicap it i I wouldn't i wouldn't go near it i'd say this is if there's some way you could gauge the emotional 
energy of a team in, in the bowl, okay? Because, you know, we, we've watched enough bowl games, heck, even in the last week, you can feel the emotional energy, who's there, who's not. Right. You know, Florida fans, all Florida fans, right? They're all pissed off because they, they got blown out. Dude, they were 6-6. Six and six. They played, what, nine teams that were more exciting and tougher than Oregon State in that game, you know, leading up to that game? Who cares? We all, if you didn't think they weren't getting blown out, what kind of bowl season have you been watching for the, your, your life? Right. You know, that's the way it works. So, you know, completely outside the numbers, all right? So with, with, with losing Mike, here's, here's your emotional look at it to me, is it's gonna, they're going to come out flat as, as just that's it, you know, or they're going to come out emotional and quote-unquote play for Mike. So if, if you're going to get the latter, if you're going to get playing for a reason, if they, if they got a reason to play for, because Illinois don't. Illinois, Illinois slid in November. I mean, this was a team that was top 25, top 20, top 15, and then they started getting blown out. They've lost their defensive coordinator. Illinois got nothing to play for. So I'm not betting on that team. So with Mississippi State, if I'm having to bet on somebody, bet on somebody that has something to play for, and I think Mississippi State has something to play for. Okay, yeah, Bartu's referencing in November. They lost to Michigan State, Purdue, and Michigan back-to-back-to-back and then beat Northwestern, who was awful, to end the year. So that's what what Bartu's referencing. The the wheels kind of fell off there. They were were one of the hot, fun teams and then then lost three three in a row. All right. Um, Well, I think... We hit everything that we – how about Sam Pittman last night? Kendall Browse uh, drawing up all kinds of stuff for Arkansas to score 17 points in overtime and beat Kansas. Well, in overtime, it was 17-15, which was incredible. <laughs> well, all, all – um, I, I should say that's uh, sometimes better to be lucky than good in a, in a football game. I, I, think, uh, True. I think the amazing thing here is the offense that Leopold has been able to generate at Kansas. That's amazing. I mean, that, that team was worse than Vanderbilt two years ago, which is saying something. Wow. And, and you know, no talent. And, and look how much they've turned that around. That's that amazing. And, and you know, then there's a bowl game that both teams are motivated, right? I mean, I, I remember walking in and looking at that game, 38-13. That thing's over with. And then my nephews are screaming, it's tied, switch, switch the channel, switch the channel, you know? And, and so, no, that was, uh, that was solid. I'm, I'm interested. Bryles doesn't appear to be going anywhere staffing-wise for Pittman. So he, he gets lucky and gets to keep Bryles. But now you bring in Williams to replace Odom. I feel it's a downgrade. Um, not sure how much Odom was looking ahead to be a head coach this year, but there was a lot of injuries for Arkansas. Um, the, the hire from Williams, yay, young upcoming guy, hard to really judge right now, uh, which direction he's going. I I'd say that, that side of the hire, that equation, uh, not good or bad. Just kind of wait and see a couple of years and see where that goes. I think he's too young to grade right now. All right. Um, do you plan on running in any animals today? Later in the day, running around, talking to yourself. No, today, no, today is as soon as I get off the phone with you, it is back to twenty four seven coaching search. There is a lot going on. Uh, we're in the middle of a whole bunch of stuff across the country, and uh, today is going to be no exception to that. It is go, go, go coaching carousel. As soon as I'm off the phone with you. 
All right, buddy. Thanks for stopping by. Happy New Year. Appreciate you. Thank you. Dave Bartu on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And Bartu likes Ohio State and he likes Michigan. That'd be incredible. Ohio State, Michigan, out in Los Angeles in SoFi Stadium, which is the Rams Chargers Stadium and the NFL office and network is all attached to it. Um, I think, talking about ratings, I know we're awesome and we crushed it this year and our streaming in the SEC was even better, but Ohio State, Michigan would break the bank. It, it would break the bank on college football ratings. It, it's a bigger deal than Alabama LSU meeting in the playoff. Alabama Georgia. Because it's, it, it's, it's as close to in-state rivalryhood at a title level as yeah. you could get. It, it's Bama, Auburn. Now, they're not Correct. as Bama and Auburn aren't as big. But it's the same concept. That, that yeah. deal, you know. Yeah. And it's that type of hatred and venom. And, yeah. and, and like I said, if that happens, what do you do if your team loses? You don't recover. No, you don't. There's you, not enough regular season wins in the world that meet that. It, it's your deal on Shashesky losing to North Carolina. It's the end. Now, it's the, the one thing off. is North Carolina still had another game and they didn't win the national championship. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Hey, today we've got Syracuse, Minnesota for you degenerates, gamblers. Uh, Syracuse, Minnesota at 1. Oklahoma, Florida State at 4.30. And Texas and Washington tonight. In my favorite town, San Antonio, at 8 o'clock. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. You missed anything? Uh, go to Apple Podcast. Search Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. Lunch today brought to you by Bulldog Burger. Blake and I may head over there in Ridgeland, Lake Harbor. Lunch today brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland. It's right down from the Armory on Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. Right down from the Armory, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. And we will see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening Out of Bounds. 105.9 The Zone. ESPN.